Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sci-Fi Watcher episode 285 as we finally, finally start talking about The Twilight Zone. Glad you could join us on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. I am Corey Charette, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what's going on? Corey, I'm excited for this. Something new. Finally, finally, we have a break from the Orville. So this will start fitting in that spot. And for the next nine weeks, we will be geeking out on The Twilight Zone. And we will be talking about the first two episodes that premiered beginning of april and i'm glad we are doing this finally yeah and Corey, you've got a background in, in the twilight zone or you know most of it <laughs> i live in the twilight zone is what it sounds like <laughs> i i do i'm not deep guy uh, diehard geeky into it but i do know i'm familiar with some of the episodes real well and you know um so i just like I, i'm trying i'm trying not to go well this isn't like the original you know i'm hoping this is a a, a fresh different take on the Twilight Zone, not just rehashing original material for the 21st century. And and I guess I'll be the ma- the layman here because I I've only seen a handful of episodes, so which is probably the same few episodes that everyone else has seen. Right. All right. So let's get into this one. First episode we're going to talk about is the comedian episode one, season one, episode one overall, April first, 2019, written by Alex Rubens and directed by Owen Harris. So what happens when you have a comedian that's not funny? Yeah. You make a deal with the devil, question I, mark? I, yeah, it almost feels like, the, well, J.C. Wheeler is the name. Tracy Morgan plays him, who was once a famous comedian that just basically disappeared off the planet. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's like, I think he has a curse that he gives to others if they want it. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, it's, it's an, they're enticing, enticing that yeah, comedian. Yeah, I felt like it was, that's why, like, I feel J.C. Wheeler had done what we see goes on in the episode himself, and then he goes, uh-oh, I've got to stop doing this because it's ruining my life. And I think that's why he just disappeared off the planet, basically. Right. That That's a good guess. Yeah, we don't know, per se, but it's just interesting. I'm just, first of all, I love Tracy Morgan. It's nice to see him again. It's been a while since we've seen him on the screen. He's playing a serious role, so I don't know. It's hard taking him seriously. But I like you it. Know? But he was a comedian, too, so it's kind of like... It's, he kind of fits both, it, yeah. Yeah, it kind of fits, you know. I mean, the crap yeah. he has gone through in his life, so it kind of makes kind of kind of works for him. But I love, mm-hmm. he, I love he says, you put yourself out there and you will get laughs. You will be successful. So talk, cost. you know, basically the thing they tell comedians talk about your personal life. That's, you know, things that you know, the best is basically the, the old shtick that we've always heard comedians told. And is this based on any, any, uh, Twilight Zone episodes? I don't believe so. Nothing that I jumps out at me. Um, but, uh, it might, it might be, but I, I honestly don't rem- remember if it does. There was a Mickey Rooney, um, it wasn't Twilight Zone. It was something else that he was in where he played a comedian. It was something close to this. Hmm. Um, I don't remember what it was called. I just remember someone else talking about it. So interesting. But yeah, this. Uh, yeah. And um, great cast in this. Mm hmm. I mean, it, it almost felt like they were typecasting <laughs> a little bit. Well, playing, com- you know, comedians playing comedians, you mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes it more more authentic having an actual comedian playing a comedian instead of getting an actor to pretend to play a comedian. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think it puts some, you know, authenticity to it. 
Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's that's what I felt like. It kind of felt like it was more like real life than than a TV show per se. But the weird thing was like when he did his his stand up after talking to the the JC guy, he um he still wasn't funny. <laughs> but people were laughing. Well, because he was talking about stuff in his life and that's the way it turned out to be. Yeah. But like I said, it, it's still I mean as an audience, it wasn't funny stuff. It was just him talking about people. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, just talking about what happens in his life, and people thought for some reason would just laugh at it because we did see that one example where he was on on the bus and he sees a a, a, a I'll say skinhead, a guy with tattoos, Nazi tattoos or whatever, and then he tries to tell that as a story to get rid of that guy, and of course it doesn't work because he, he didn't know that guy. He didn't know that guy. He never interacted with him at all, so we don't know exactly, you know, what that was. Um, all about you know so it's like yeah so it doesn't work so you can't just get rid of people just by saying i saw somebody and this is what happens and th this episode is kind of touching on like a modern and uh modern idea there's an anime called death note that you probably haven't seen but in death note um a demon comes up to this kid and gives him this notebook and whoever he writes in that notebook dies interesting so that could be the you know Right. Antithesis to this. It could know. be. I mean, I mean, I, uh, the idea, I don't know if it's original, but it, it is, it's a fun idea to play with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we know what, I mean, I don't know about you, but it seems like I know where this was going the whole time. I pretty much knew where it was going. <clears throat> you know, once, um, once the dog disappeared, it's like, okay, I'm kind of like, I'm just sitting back, just waiting for the end to come now. Yeah, there were some surprises, I guess. Like, for instance, when uh, he he didn't like this coworker of his girlfriend's, so he did the, a stand up about him, and then that caused her to lose her lawyer job, and she's working at a diner. I didn't expect that. Interesting. So, kind of like an episode of the Orville. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, hmm. Just like the episode of Orville where he gets rid of her boyfriend that she had in her life and she's, oh, okay, I see. She's not a, okay, same idea. Same idea, yeah. I mean, that's not obviously original idea, but I, I, I drew right back to that episode. We just saw that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of like a little twist in there that I didn't expect personally. I mean, it was like, oh, wow. Well, I was expecting him to do something stupid and like, you know, talk about his parents and then he wouldn't be born, you know? Yeah, I didn't expect. I honestly was expecting him to talk about her. That's where I expected this. Yeah, time. I mean, to me, I mean, to me, that was the most obvious ending. All right, you know what? I'm sick of you. I'm going to talk about you to get you out of here. Right. I, that was where I thought it would go to. I thought that it would end that way, but they ended it differently. Right. But in all honesty, if you think about it, there's only really two ways to end this episode: the girlfriend or himself. Exactly. I. I mean, I couldn't think of. Just stop being a comedian. I mean, it could seem like that would have been a very boring ending. Now, there's a difference between these two episodes. One is an hour long and the other one's 37 minutes. Do you feel like this episode should have been this long? I think they could have cut it down. I mean, because we know yeah. what every time he does a joke, the person disappears, blah, blah, blah. We didn't. That was just a lot of filler in there. I don't think we needed that much of it. Yeah, I felt like it could have been tightened and, and shortened a little. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, what did you think about at the end that his face is on that painting of people on the wall? Do you think that's kind of like what happens to people after they get this curse? 
Um, I thought I thought of like The Shining when I saw that. Yeah. Do you remember how Jack goes into the painting? Um, I don't remember. At, the Shining at the end of the the movie, like it shows Jack in this old timey picture with all these people from the the hotel. I don't remember that. I hate to tell you. Okay, that's where I thought of it. There was a show. Um, I I I would swear it was a night gallery episode. I swear it was Alan Arkin starred in this episode of the show. He was like a janitor or something at a museum, and every time he would be in there, he would or he would visit or something. And he would go and he'd sit in front of this beautiful painting of this guy fishing. And he always imagined himself there. He was very poor. He lived in like a little crappy place. And one day he broke into the museum at night. And the police are going for him. And he's praying to God, please put me in the picture. Please put me in the picture. And at Mm -hmm. the end, they can't find him. And he's not in the picture of the the fishing because he wanted to be in that. He's actually in the picture of Jesus Christ being crucified. Hmm. So I kind of thought of something like that. Yeah, yeah, I was watching an Easter eggs video, and they mentioned that in in the night gallery there was a lot of stuff like that, and right. there was this probably homage to that. Also, if you look at those that painting, there are some people that with their faces distorted, and they look like faces from Eye of the Beholder, right? And also the masks. I think mm-hmm. it was another one they mentioned. Yeah, yeah, the Eye of the Beholder is the mask. Is the is not the mask. No, I can't remember what that one is. No, there was two other ones where they were. There was another one where they had like these weird masks on their faces. Yeah, and they, and they got mangled up. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of that one too. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There was also. I know there was a, a mannequin in one of the shots too. And there's a, a a mannequin episode of the Twilight Zone, and there are a few things I noticed. Like, oh yeah, I see. There's a there's a call um, out. A bunch of stuff. one of the drinks that that he was drinking called a Canamit was. Uh, a race of aliens in that episode to serve man. Huh? Yeah. You gotta so, be really geeky to, to catch that stuff. I did not find these. I cannot take any credit. I found them in a, somebody else found them smarter than me. Oh yeah. People that are deep into this, they love that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the episode ended, you know, the way the other way and it makes sense. Everybody else is back. Everything's normal and he's gone. He doesn't exist anymore. Do you feel like it was a very Twilight Zony episode? Like it, it followed the paradigm? It was a very Twilight Zony episode to me, but it was a very boring episode too because it's like once you know how what's going to happen, you're just sitting back to wait to see where it's going to go. I mean, I wasn't like, "Oh wow. Oh wow." It was just like, "Oh, oh look, there's there's Dave, the guy that she was was her teacher. Oh, he's going to get jealous. He's going to make him disappear." Oh, he disappeared. Like I was like I wasn't yeah. impressed. I wasn't impre- I enjoyed it, but I wasn't impressed. It wasn't a groundbreaking episode. No, it really wasn't. No. I was hoping they would start off with something that was just grab you by the throat and go, this is why you should be watching CBS All Access. <laughs> Seriously, I was hoping they would do that. So people go, oh my God, I got to get this down. But you can't always start with the best, right? No, but you should start with something that's going to grab people. I wonder if they started with this one because it was 50 something minutes too. Yeah, but I think they flip flopped these these episodes because I think at one point the nightmare at thirty thousand feet was supposed to be first, and then they switched them, right? Well, that was supposed to be like, yeah, first or third, or it was supposed to be third. I think production code on it's like three one hundred three or something like that, and they yeah. made it first, and then they made it second. I so we don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if this this lineup is officially set in stone now. So hopefully, no, we'll find out every week now when we turn on the TV to see what's on. They don't have to play them in order. Yeah. No, they don't. So uh, scale of 1 to 10, how would you go with this one? 
Six? Yeah, six. Interesting, but not enough to make me go, oh my God, I got to watch this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't that memorable. No, definitely not. All right, let's move on to the second one, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, which was episode two, aired on April 1st also. This one had a story by Simon Kinberg, Jordan Peele, <clears throat> sorry, and, and Marco Ramirez. And the teleplay was done by Marco Ramirez, written by Greg Yatanis. And this is a, I don't want to say a remake, um, but a homage, homage. Um, um, homage to the original Nightmare on, at 20,000 Feet, starring, of course, William Shatner. And then again in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, which is a remake, which is a, a pretty much a dead on remake of the original. Uh, I'm first of all, I'm glad that they didn't just take that episode and just redo it again. Yeah, I, I was afraid we were going to have the let's take the episode and make it a 2019 edition. You know, I'm, it sort of it sort of is. <laughs> I mean, some of the character there were some things that they borrowed from that episode. Like, for instance, Adam Scott had a nervous breakdown in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in the original, he had a. Nervous breakdown too. Right? He did, but this uh, they modernized it too. Now it's more like a PTSD thing. Yeah, you know, uh, I like that they did that. They didn't kind of keep it dated. Um, there's nothing. The only closest thing to something on the wing was the bird strike. True. Yeah. yeah. I I I was like, please. I was hoping they wouldn't get the something's on the wing thing again, which I'm glad we didn't go that route. Hmm. <clears throat> we basically went with let's listen to a podcast from the future. What do you think about that being in podcasts? I I like that idea <laughs> that he hears what's going to happen. You're biased. You're no, biased, I'm bro. not biased, but I I like the idea that I felt like he was listening to like an episode of Serial or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the fact that he knows at 11:15 the plane is going to disappear and something's going to happen. You're like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. So you know, um. I like the fact that we did acknowledge it's the 21st century. We have Russians on the plane who, you know, are ex mobsters and whatever. We have Middle Eastern people, which you never know. You know, you got to keep your eye out still. Some people are still paranoid of that. I'm glad that we, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad we didn't just go with the traditional white people on a plane thing. Let's, let's throw some paranoia in there by, by putting some tip stereotypes into the, to the story to make, mm-hmm. to make him, you know, even more more frazzled than he already is about something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there there were some things that were kind of cliched though. When he's like, "I expect an air marshal to be a marshal in the air," you know. Yeah. He expected him to be like that ex pilot mm-hmm. and not some unassuming person, which you never know who the air marshal is going to be. Right. Which um, I, I didn't expect it to be that woman either myself. Yeah. And what about like the whole 1015 is everywhere reference? Hokey in my opinion. And the fact yeah. that the, the code on the door was 1015. Yeah. That is the stupidest thing, honestly. It's like, okay, flight 1015, we're going to have the code on the door to be the same as the flight number. That seems a little too far-fetched for me. It really wasn't. And I love how, how uh, Justin, you know, the main character, somehow knows that the code is 1015. I'm like, Really? Just because the flight takes off at 10.15 on October 15th and it's flight 10.15, the code on the door is 10.15 also. Hmm. Now, someone else said this, and I kind of agree. This guy I was listening to, Mr. Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. I told you I was going to color my review. Right. 
He said that, you know, he's an investigative journalist by trade. He wouldn't make the same judgment like, oh, those guys in the front, they look like they're Russian mafia when they're Russian, uh, I think, athletes, you know? Right. And a lot of little things that he made, like, he would have tried a little, been a little more smart about, I think. I think because, I think from, from what I gathered, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's ever flown in a long time. I, that was was that insinuating? I just didn't get it. Well, yeah, because it was like like it seemed like he never took a plane in a long time. Ever since whatever happened in in the middle mid east Middle East for him, so it felt okay. Felt like he was doing things locally on the ground. So I wondered if being in the plane kind of triggered that PTSD or whatever in his head, which kind of you know fogged his. Judgment. That would make sense. That wasn't really the crystal clear, but plus when you're actually listening to a podcast that says all this stuff is going to happen and it starts happening, I would be freaking out too. Yeah. You know, I it mean, also has that serial vibe. Like I said, that yeah. podcast. Um, the one thing I, 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 I cringe at and I, it's, it's a technology thing is we get that weird looking MP3 player thingy device. I'm like, what is this? I think that was the art department having fun because it, the twilight zone is from the fifties. So they made the, the player kind of retro looking. Yeah, even the headset it had, it was just like, uh, wow. It looked like a Zune player more than anything else. Yeah, yeah it kind of did, but it was even worse than that. It's just, it looked like a, something that was made like in the in the seventies. It looked of, like a transistor radio. Yeah, 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 like a retro MP3 player. Yeah, but uh, I I love the whole paranoia thing. I mean, I was I was into this one for that, uh, and then I don't know. Then we get to the to the ending i was i i think it fell flat for me i don't know about you no i think the ending ended wrong Explain. i feel like okay when when the scene when the crazy guy the crazy ex-pilot that was also drinking hello joe should not be that's joe with an e by the way joe with an e beaumont Mm -hmm. who is in reference to charles beaumont who was a writer for the old one anyway he gets in the front he he beats up the pilot. He takes over the plane. He says, good night, New York. Cuts to, uh, you know, Adam Scott. And then he's, uh, then it fades to black. It should have ended right there. Like we didn't know Agreed. what happened. Agreed. That other crap that we saw, I was like, why did we have to know that? What was that? That's when the story really, first of all, first of all, I felt like I was watching an episode of Lost. I don't know why. Right. I'm like, previously unlost. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Um, I the I I like the idea that there was a part two to this podcast. I was like, okay, that's awesome. But the fact that the weirdness that all the survivors but him lived, but we don't know what happened to the plane. And the plane is thrashed. I mean how could they all be on the, you know, on the surface and not in the plane? No, no damage to them at all. Yeah. Too unbelievable. Yeah. There was something. Yeah. It was just, I'm like, come on, really? All the passengers survived, but the pilot didn't survive. Oh, right. The crazy guy. Yeah. Well, the crazy, first of all, the pilots obviously didn't survive because they remember they, I don't understand how there's, there's two pod episodes of the podcast. It's like all this stuff was found out after the fact. And these episodes must have been done like months or years apart from each other. 
that's a fantastical element. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm like, okay, the pilots died. Did Joe with an E, did he survive? Because obviously if everyone lived, they would have said some crazy guy went in front of the plane. And, you know, we don't know who he was. He took over the plane and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It, it just, it whole, the whole thing fell apart there. I was, I was excited until we got to that. Yeah. Once it faded to black, I'm like, oh, that was a cool ending. And then they showed the rest and I was like, why did they have to show that? You know, it would have been great if it ended right there. Yeah. The, the, or, or have it come back. And I mean, I was excited about the part too, but it had to come back and everyone lives and they beat them up and kill them. I'm like, yeah, no. Well, th this is part of um, that review I was listening to also. Right. This was done by a committee of writers. Mm -hmm. And they're probably like, we can't let everyone die, you know? we got to do something else is probably what they said. Now, how far into the episode did it take for you to realize that the Adam Scott's character was the one that caused all this stuff to happen? Oh, I just felt like halfway from, maybe? Yeah, same here. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's his fault. That's why all this yeah. happened. It wasn't – he wasn't just um, a witness to this. He was the one that caused the whole thing to happen. If he was not there, I don't think that guy would have taken over. Exactly. I felt like the plane would have been fine. Everyone would have been hunky-dory. But it, yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it fell flat. I was excited that it was an homage. It was a different take on the classic story we know. But it, it fell flat, and then we had to have a part two, quote-unquote, to it. And I was just like, Ugh. I'm just going to say I was happy with 75% of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And even in that 75%, there are certain parts of it that I just wanted to go away. I wanted to fix. I wanted to make better. Yeah. They should. But I'm wondering if, what do you think? Do you think this is also made for us or made for a younger audience? I don't think it really, well, first of all, you're going insane. We're making the Twilight Zone. So you're going to have to, to you're going to have to pander to the people that have watched the original show. A little bit, but you also want to gain a new audience. Okay, but first of all, you're calling it Nightmare 30,000 Feet. You're already saying, hello, we're making an homage to the original. So you have to pander to the original audience. You can't, if they had made something totally different than that, that would have been fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Even I think if you were uh, one of, like somebody who's never seen the show and you saw this one, I think you'd still go, what the heck, with part two. The whole little yeah. after Fade to Black. Yeah. All right. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, scale of one to ten, how would you give this one? It's hard to review this one. Um, I think it was slightly better than the first one, so uh, I might give it a seven. Yeah, I was going. I was. I was going exactly that. I was giving it a seven. Um, I probably would have given it an eight if there was nothing after the fade to black. Yeah, if it ended with that, it would have been perfect. Yeah, not everybody has to live. We don't have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our thoughts on this. Um do you think this makes it this do you think this show is going to bring people to watch CBS All Access? I think they'll gain a little bump. Sure. I think so. It's not Star Trek, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, we have eight more episodes to go. And it's interesting to see if this is a success. And also, if it, if it keeps our attention, you know? That's the thing. That's the thing. We'll have to wait and see. We have an all-star cast coming up, so we will find out next week. We uh, have an episode coming out, and 
well, like a day or so. I mean, uh, every Thursday. Yeah, we have an episode every Thursday coming out from now until May 30th. So we will be letting you guys know every Wednesday what we think of it. And um, hope you join us for that. Awesome. And of course, I want to thank Brian for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? I can find me on Twitter, Instagram. The name is Brian Says. And as always, we are at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all your sci-fi goodness. Check out everything we do over there. Sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's it for this episode. Until next time, everyone. Have a great one.